Hello and welcome to Everything on Nothing Sports. This is your host, Jacob Michael Dorsey. I'm here uh, with our other host, Chandler Kirkland. What's up, y'all? How you doing? And uh, Mike's not here today, but we do have a uh, guest on the podcast. We have Kobe Hutchinson. How are you doing, Kobe? Doing all right. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, this guy, he knows a lot about the NBA. I trust this guy's opinion on anything when it comes to professional basketball. So I'm excited to get into this. Um, let's go ahead and get started. We're going to start off with um, the Rising Stars game. Um, the U- USA beat the world today, 161-144. Um, the, the MVP was Kyle Kuzma, 35 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. Um, I didn't get to watch it. Um, I don't know if any of you guys got to watch it, but um, what were your takeaways? Let's start with you, Chandler. What were your takeaways? Well, personally, you know, you're going to see a lot of the guys who play in the Rising Skills Challenge, all the really popular ones and the really good ones are going to get a lot of solid minutes. One of the things that I would like to personally point out was on Team USA, the fact that John Collins as a starter only got 15 minutes. I don't know what that was all about, but... You know, you look at Jason Tatum, De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell, Kyle Kuzma. They all had 20-plus minutes. I'm not exactly sure why he was the only starter to not have more minutes. But, you know, minutes can play one thing. But, you know, other statistics like points, rebounds, and assists could mean something totally different. Yeah. Now, I, I, I give USA credit. They, they had a good win tonight. I give USA credit. Yeah, and you never know. People are it's a it's a rest week ultimately. That's it's to get people rested up for the second half of the season. Um, what do you think, Kobe? I know you you saw some things in this game. What what do you? One of my concerns coming into this game was Team World has a bunch of playmakers, but there wasn't a whole lot of scoring on that team. Uh, people like Luka Doncic and uh, Ben Simmons were about the only two prolific scorers on that team. Yeah, as well as playmakers. So when you're running a team through two guys. It's the same problem that uh, Cleveland ran into with Kyrie and LeBron is they knew who to key into as far as the defense of Team USA to shut down. Where Team USA not only had enough playmakers, they also had a lot of scoring and defense. Yeah. So ultimately that's why I think they came down with the win today. Yeah. Yeah, they the, – um, yeah, the world the world had some good <coughs> players, but they just didn't have enough scoring. Yeah. Uh, Luka only had 13 points. The uh, Ben Simmons led the way, 28 points. Uh, five rebounds, six assists. It was a it was a good good solid night for him. Um, and you gotta it, remember though, that's just the world side. Yeah, yeah. It was it was nice though. I I feel like um, just this Rising Stars Challenge. It's gotten better over the past couple of years. The 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 um just the level of talent. Uh, it's more fun to watch now. Like even you have people lower on the bench like C.D. Osman, uh, S. Uh, Gilgis Alexander. They're they're all fun to watch, and I just feel like that's better. Uh, better depth than they had before but um yeah i i uh really like the concept of the the um rising stars it's a it's a fun game and how about that mvp of the night kyle kuzma from the la lakers he was deserving of it definitely with his his leadership and i think it's i don't want to be a lebron fan as a lot (laughs) of you guys know but i think it's part of the tutelage of underneath lebron and showing that leadership he did show tonight yeah one question i'd like to post to you two is who was the biggest I guess um, disappointment in your guys' eyes of both teams in one the rising you, stars one that team? you guys thought would perform better but didn't. Oh, for me as a Mavericks fan, it's Luca. Thirteen points. Um, I think he had like five, f- uh, five rebounds, maybe eight assists. I think. Okay. Um, so that's a that's a solid day. I was just hoping it kind of balled <laughs> out. Just as a just as a Mavs fan, I was kind of looking forward to that. But, but um, I can't be too disappointed 
in him, but yeah, that I would have liked to see a bigger day from him. What do you think, Chandler? Personally, on my side, I would have to go with De'Aaron Fox from the Sacramento Kings. You know, the Kings need De'Aaron Fox. He's taken on, you know, a good leadership role being the young player he is, but I expected a lot more from De'Aaron Fox mm-hmm. this evening. Personally, I would say it was Laurie Markkinen for me. The guy's been doing fantastic there in Chicago as a big Chicago Bulls fan. I was looking forward to watching him and just looking at the stat line. He didn't perform as what I'm used to seeing out of Markkinen. So just a yeah. great uh, rebounder, dual threat player. Didn't yeah. see the, the normal that I'm used to seeing out of Markkinen. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's just I guess it's just uh, who whoever's on fire that night. These are all great players. Um, so I guess it's... It was Ben Simmons' night. It was uh, Kyle Kuzma's night. So they called the rising stars for nothing. Yep, yep. They definitely are a future of the league. Um, so now we're tomorrow. Uh, I love Saturdays in the All Star. The three point contest, the dunk contest, even the skills challenge. I like watching all of those. It's just, it's just a fun time. It's nice to see how the players interact. Even the ones that aren't playing, the ones that are on the side watching it, making weird comments. Um, it's just, it's just fun to watch. So um, we're gonna look first at the three-point uh, contest. I'm gonna I'm gonna list the participants uh, real quick. So you got Seth Curry, uh, Steph Curry, Dirk Nowitzki, Buddy Heald, Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, Kemba Walker, Danny Green, Devin Booker, and Joe Harris. So um, I just wanna I just wanna check with you guys. I want uh, I want to see any special things you see in this. Uh, what you'd like to see. And then I want to. I want you to give me your two finalists because it's a two round thing. You have two finalists. I want you to tell me who those are going to be, and I want you to give me a winner. So we'll start. We'll start with Chandler. Go ahead and give us. Go ahead and give us our, uh, anything special you see about this, and then your two. Your two picks. All right, then since we're talking about the three point shootout, you know you got some great three point shooters in this contest. And you always do. Personally, I don't think the slam dunk contest should be the last contest of the night like it always is. I feel like the three-point contest is where the competition really is because, Mm. you know, you look at the slam dunk contest and you see some guys that, you know, are not really big on dunking and (laughs) not even big in that manner. So, all right, if we're talking three-point contest, I got my my two finalists. I got Devin Booker and I got, oh, this is so hard. It's between Stephen Curry and Danny Green. I'm going to have to go with... Uh, Stephen Curry. Mm-hmm. So it's for me, it's between Devin Booker and you know Golden State All Star Stephen Curry. Devin Booker is the reigning champion. Yeah, he did win, and the two seasons before that, who won before Devin Booker, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson. Yeah, who for some reason Clay Thompson is not partaking in this yeah. competition. Which I don't know how you can have one splash brother without the other, but. They're not able to coexist in this situation. So, personally, I would have to say Curry regains the crown. Yeah. Yeah, That the, he, he's obviously uh, a favorite for this. Um, some of the things I like about the, the people that they chose, um, I like how they had the Curry brothers. You got the Charlotte. They're both from Charlotte. It'll be great to see them in front of their home crowd. That's always great. It's about time Stephen Curry's little brother got a little bit yeah. of a spot. Yeah, right? yep. he, he's, he's good. He's really underrated. I will say this, though. Do not count out one specific player from the three-point contest because I think if it's not Devin Booker and Stephen Curry, there will be one underdog, and that underdog is Danny Green. Danny Green. Yeah, he's he's, he's a solid shooter. Um, now, Dirk, I would love to see in it. 
I think he's gonna. It's gonna be fun to see him there, but I, I don't think there's any chance. But that's who I would love to see win it all. But I doubt that's gonna happen. Um, I would also leave, love to see the Steph, Seth versus Steph. That would be that'd just be cool to see in the finals. Um, but I'm gonna go with a little bit of an underdog here. I'm gonna go Joe Harris as one of the finalists, and then I'm gonna go Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald's a crazy good shooter, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go Buddy Heald and Joe Harris. Um, and the winner I'm gonna go Buddy Heald. He's just having a crazy good three point season, and so I think he's gonna he's gonna win it out. What well, do you think, Kobe? I'm a little curious as to your reasoning behind Joe Harris. Like he's a great three point shooter, but as far as in comparison to some of the others, I'm a little curious as to what brought you to that decision. Yeah, I just I just I kind of wanted to go a little bit uh, off off the norm, which I e- easily Steph Curry could win it all. Easily, that's that's kind of a normal pick. I just like Joe Harris. I've really, I've really, I've watched him this season, and I really love his game. Um, so I just, I just want to pick something different. Not saying that I think it will happen, but I think it could happen. Mm-hmm. I think there's a good uh, chance that it does happen. What about you? What do you got? My, if I wanted to vote with my heart, it'd be easy to just say Dirk. I've loved Dirk for the last roughly 21 years. Dirk came in um, the same year I was born, so I've kind of grown up with Dirk as well as yep. the years of Kobe as well. But ultimately, I can't vote against Steph. He's the greatest shooter of all time. Like, yeah, it's not even close. He may not have the title of the "quote unquote" goat of shooting just because he hasn't had the longevity that Ray Allen has yet. But he's fast catching up with him. Mm-hmm. So I've got him as my number one. Devin Booker again. He's carrying the entire scoring load for Phoenix. Though the record doesn't show it, he's not getting a whole lot of help. It's pretty much Devin Booker and no one else. Yeah. So I've got Booker coming in at number two. Either one of those can catch fire at any moment. Yeah. I do agree with you on um, Danny Green. He watched for him. He could be a sleeper. But just watching him this season, he's been a little bit streaky, Mm -hmm. as has Dame. They both could be dark horses to watch for. So it's going to be interesting, but ultimately I just can't bring myself to vote against Steph. See, yeah. one of the problems of the three-point contest here is that they put two people in here who are not (coughs) particularly three-point shooters, and that's Chris Middleton and Kemba Walker. I mean, they're scoring guards, but yeah. they, they don't shoot threes like, you know, Stephen Curry. They're Clay not on the same level, no. They're more of a mid-range. Exactly. They are mid-range shooters, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it just doesn't fit with the three-point contest. Yeah, and I and I, I like the people who they picked for the most part. I think if all these people are on, we are in for a great three-point contest. Oh, indeed, true. indeed. For sure. Um, I think this could be one of the, one of the best we've seen in a while, especially – just on TV, the most fun to watch would be Seth versus Steph. That would just be so fun to watch. The crowd would be into it. It would be going crazy. And it's a hometown rivalry there. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah it I'd would... be glad they didn't put James Harden for the third year in a row because there's no way he's ever going to win this competition. <laughs> <laughs> Not against those two. No. Yeah, no. Okay, let's one go. One thing, before we move on to that, well, one thing I would love to see, something they did with the Skills Challenge a couple years ago, was to bring the big men in because we're in the era of positionless basketball. Yeah. If you've got Dirk there in the three-point contest, why wouldn't we bring some big men that can shoot? Mm-hmm. The Marcus Gasols of the world, the, yeah. the Carl Anthony Towns of the world, and kind of throw that other element of the big men who can shoot into the three-point contest if you're going to put Dirk in. Mm-hmm. As he's been a long-time three-point shooter, but he's a big guy. Grab your big guys and add that element to the three-point contest now. You do have a point, Kobe. Like, I yeah. think we should try that for maybe next that, year. That would be really that'd be really fun to watch. I would, I would next, like that. The next development of the All-Star weekend. Would it be like four big men and four guards? Split it, yeah. Just kind of see what, uh, look at how they did the bracketing of the uh, of the skills yeah. challenge. to kind of run it the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go to the uh, skills challenge. I do. I don't know. Do they still do the uh, big men 
small men bracket in the skills usually, challenge? Usually they break it up as the top okay. two big men coming out and the top two uh, So that's skills, that's what we'll guards. do. That's what we'll do. We'll pick a big man and a uh, small man. So according to this, um, the small men are Mike Conley, De'Aaron Fox, Trey Young, and Luka Doncic. Um, so that's the small man. Luka kind of the positions. But Car- Coach Carlisle has said he is a point guard. So that's what they're going for. That's what they're going as. Um, and then you got the big men, Nikola Jokic, Jason Tatum, Kyle Kuzma, and Nikola Vucevic. So um, got some got some talented big men in there. And then the 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 guards, of course, they they're they're all extremely talented. Um, so uh, what do you what do you think uh, as far as the skill challenge? Who 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 you got in that for well, small men, big men? Well, small men, there's no question about it. I think Luca, hands down. I mean. Mm-hmm. He may be a rookie, but man, is he one exciting player to watch? I love watching him electrify the court. And big man, also, there's no question, it's Nikola Jokic. He's the leader of the Denver Nuggets. If the if the Nuggets didn't have Jokic, the Nuggets would not be second place in the West right now. Yeah, and then and then who you got, Luka or uh, Jokic? I got Luka Doncic winning the thing, but I do see that it could be a very close round. Big man or small man doesn't matter what. It's going to be a very yeah. good skills challenge. Yeah, you see in the uh, game nowadays, the the line between skill and positions it's getting slimmer and slimmer. Um, so I'll go ahead and give mine. I I would like to say I think Luca will win it. I think he will. Um, as far as guards and then big men, even though you already said it, Chandler, I have to agree. This man's the leader in triple doubles for um big for in his position. Um. It's crazy. He just he's just a passing machine. He's a shooting he can do he can do it all. He's an all around big man. Yeah. And so I really like Jokic and I think I think he'll take it. Um I don't really understand why Vucevic was here. I mean, he's I, I think he could have found a bit better big man. But I understand he deserves recognition for what he's done because he's had a great year. I like to point out the fact that Mike Conley is the oldest of the skills challenge and with with yeah. age does not mean you have skill. Yeah. Now I will say this: Mike Conley is a great point guard. He's, mm-hmm. He fits with Memphis's scheme perfectly. But you know, I I was surprised to see that he was the oldest of all eight participants. Yeah, yeah, and I think he'll do. I think he'll do all right. I don't see him making it past the first round, but I I think he could. I think he could do well. And then, um, so I think I think Luca will win the the <laughs> whole thing. But I just want to give a dark horse. I think Trey Young could could dark could win yes. this. I, I think Trey Young Trae could Young. could win this. Um, what about you, Kobe? What are your picks? Again, I've got Luca coming out of the as the number one of the uh, kind of the small small guys. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you. Trey Young is just he's a dark horse, but he, I just don't think he holds up to the same level of skill that Luca. Uh, I remember watching Luca when he was playing over in Real, over in mm-hmm. Europe. Absolutely incredible coming out of a, out of high school or just dominating on the professional level. Yeah, I guess in the one of the most skilled leagues. And then you've got it's kind of almost a shoe in win for the big guys. Jokic, there's no way to touch him. Yeah. But ultimately, I think it's just Luca's that skilled. Um, the way it was explained to me is he reminds me a lot of when Larry Bird first came in, but he's got a higher ceiling. Yeah, just his overall skill level and knowledge of the game at such an early age is well. It's going to be fun to watch. We'll see what he can do. But my overall winner, I would say, I've got Luca. Yeah, in the whole thing. Yeah, I th- I think he do- he is the favorite. I think there are other people that could sneak in, depending on just just like the Rising Stars game. Whoever's on, Luca didn't have a great Rising Stars game. If he has another night like that, you never know. He could get out in the first second round. You exactly. Know what I mean. Um. Also, I like the Larry Bird comparison. Another one I've heard um 
just a current player is James Harden. I think he has the step back game. He has the he has the mid range game. I think offensively he's not as he's not as quick. He's not as quick. That's what I was saying. He's smarter. Say. He's much smarter. The intellect yeah. is there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it. I cannot wait for this man's future. Yeah. But um. I think the comparison was he's not the most nuclear athlete as say like a Russell Westbrook or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Fox or any of these nature, but he's just so much smarter than everyone else on the court that it doesn't matter the fact that he, just like Larry Bird, wasn't the most athletic person in the league, mm-hmm. but he was just so much smarter, more skilled than everyone. Exactly, yeah. there's, That's a where the comparison there's a difference goes. between having skills and having statistics. Exactly, yeah. you can tell the game's just slower for him. It is. You can tell it's already slowed down. He's two and three moves ahead at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go. Let's go to the last of the Saturday night, uh, the slam dunk contest. This can be one of the most fun parts of the night. Uh, you get iconic moments in this. And that's why I think they keep this later than the three-point contest, is you just have iconic moments. Yes, you have good three-point shooters. I don't think you get iconic moments in the three-point contest. Outside of maybe Larry Bird a couple times, that's about oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, so for the slam dunk contest, you have Dennis Smith Jr., um, Miles Bridges, uh, Hadon- Hamad Diallo, yeah. Diallo, yeah, from OKC, <laughs> and uh, John Collins. So, um... This these these picks were interesting for me. Um, as far as final two, I'll go ahead and give mine first. Um, as far as my final two, I think John Collins has no shot. I I think he's just. I think the other three on are on a different level of dunking. I think it's two different styles. I think these three have one style, and then John Collins just he doesn't have the same style. The style you need to win. It's true. He doesn't um, have the the flash with it. John Collins is a big man. The rest are, are guards and forwards. Yeah. And so I think um, this is me being a homer again. But Dennis <laughs> Smith Jr., I'm so sad he got traded. I love the man. I think he will have a chip on his shoulder. He missed a couple of dunks last year. It was kind, It was sad to watch. It really was. And but it couldn't I, be any worse than when Steph Curry slipped and then airballed oof, a three-pointer. Yeah. Yeah, but I think Dennis Smith will make it to at least the finals. And then the second one, it's a toss-up, but – but I actually like Diallo's chances. I'm going to go with Diallo, even though Miles Bridges is crazy athletic. I think Diallo will make it to the finals. And um, I don't want to pick all my Mavericks guys, so I'm going to pick Diallo. I'm going to say Diallo. <laughs> Dark horse, I think he is, but I think he could. He has the potential. Let's go, you, Kobe. What do you think? It's like I've got Dennis Smith Jr. coming out at number one. Like, there's really no one in this class that even rivals him as an athlete he's yeah. just so much athleticism and his creativity's there he's got the mind to do it just to come up with the dunks to run a routine and even if he has to improv on the fly he can do it he's got mm-hmm. it um i don't necessarily care for bridges personally i don't think he's got a chance really in this i do like collins and diallo watch out for him but i don't think he's gonna come up with uh smith jr yeah one guy was a little sad that they didn't bring in was from new york was uh Herson jonah Oh, yeah. He's pulled off some incredible dunks this year and just, I guess, didn't make the cut. Yeah. Look for him next year. We'll see what happens, though. So you have Dennis Smith and who else in the final? I've got Collins in number Okay, two. Collins. Nice. Um, I think next year we, <laughs> we're going to see Zion. I think That's... one way or another, I think next year we're going to see Zion in this. We better in his career at least once. Yeah. Please don't pull a LeBron on that one, Zion. <laughs> Low key. Yeah. Okay, what do you think, Chandler? Pretty Okay, personally, I agree with you on the Diallo, but I see him being the dark horse. I don't see him winning this thing. I see him coming mm-hmm. in at number two. I do see him being in the finals, and personally, I got Miles Bridges winning this one because nice. he is probably the most athletic player of all four of these players. 
he I will say he's that. extremely athletic. I, let's just I agree. I will say this: let's not have a repeat of the 2015 contest between Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine because Aaron Gordon clearly should have won that. <laughs> At least they were both great dunks. They both did very well. They're both fabulous yeah. dunkers. Exactly. Yes. But it, Zach rather, Levine basically walked on air, and then Aaron Gordon had the audacity to jump over his own freaking mascot, and they still don't give him that title. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jumping yeah. from the free throw line is one thing. You got longevity of jump, and then you got height of jump. Which one is more impressive? Yeah, it's two different things. Mm-hmm. Because like the only person that you can ever say really mastered both was Michael. Oh yeah, because he had the vertical to do it, but also the longevity. And it's no easy feat. How many people can say that they can jump on the free throw line and dunk? There's in NBA history, I can think of about five that have done it. Yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan, Dr. J. Michael Jordan, Dr. J. Fitz Carter's done it. Dwight Howard's done it. Um, It's like you're. I forgot about Dwight Howard when he was super. Blake Griffin's done it once, but yeah. And that's what I think you need as a big man. You need that Dwight Howard sort of talent and charisma. charisma. Yeah, Yeah. and I don't know if John Collins has that, but I do agree. He's a he's a very he's a skilled dunker. He is agreed. Um, so let's move on to Sunday. We have, um, I don't, we, we've already gone through these teams sort of in previous episode, but we're, we're just going to kind of recap it. We don't have much time, but, um, so yeah, team LeBron, team Giannis, um, Kobe, I want to get your, your thoughts first, um, about the teams in general and, um, who you see coming out, even an MVP. Do you want to give an MVP, uh, shout out? What do you got? I think overall it's. Just looking at the rosters, it's not even going to be as close as it was with Team Steph versus Team LeBron last year. The teams were a lot more balanced last year. Uh, this year, Team LeBron has got so much more talent than Giannis. Mm-hmm. I do agree with some of the sports reporters I've listened to, whether it be on Fox or ESPN. It's almost like Giannis is saying, I'll take the lesser of the All-Stars, and I'm still going to beat you guys. Which <laughs> I like th- I like that chip on his shoulder. Yeah. But I think the overwhelming talent and chemistry, the flow of uh, the play styles and the defense that Team LeBron's got is just going to overwhelm Team Giannis. So if Team Giannis can pull it off, it's hands down his MVP. But mm-hmm. it's his to lose as far as the MVP goes. For oh the yeah, game. yeah. What do you think, Chandler, about the teams and um, an MVP pick? See, here's how I view this: Team Giannis does have the edge over Team LeBron when it comes to shooting from behind the arc and the charisma and the energy. Team LeBron, however, basically overwhelms Team Giannis in everything else. Mm-hmm. My team now, my pick for MVP. I gotta go with Kyrie Irving on this one because Kyrie Irving is starting at point guard for Team LeBron, and he's trying to you know rebuild his relationship with LeBron. I feel like winning this All Star game and LeBron and Kyrie starting at the same time. I feel like this is really gonna help their relationship. Yeah. I got Kyrie Irving winning MVP. Yeah, um, I I love how LeBron drafted these teams, cause you just know he's trying to it's he's trying to recruiting. <laughs> First pick, Kevin Durant. Ooh, he's a free agent. Second, Kyrie pick. Irving. He's gonna be well, a free agent. Of James Harden. Kawhi like Leonard. Eight. Anthony Davis. <laughs> and I watched this draft, and I said, out of the top five players in the league, LeBron has four of them. It's true. Or three of them. Three of them. Giannis and Steph are top five. Um, but Le- And then if you go top 10, he has even more. It's just, I think Team LeBron's going to win this, and maybe I think too highly of LeBron's just mental, uh, his mentality. I think who's going to get the MVP? If Anthony Davis plays, I think he gets the MVP. I think LeBron will feed him, 
and he will make him to, look even better. To build up, Anthony to Davis is a great player, but I think LeBron's just going to try and make him look even better if he plays. I'm not sure if he'll play. If he doesn't play, I'm going to go Kawhi. And I also it's Could sort of the same thing. I th- I think LeBron will will try and be his buddy during the game, feed him the ball, do all these things. He'll pass first. And and same with Kyrie. I see your logic there how and and I just I love just thinking of LeBron thinking, "Ooh, summer." <laughs> pass the ball to to Kawhi. It's it's just it makes me laugh every time I think about it. Uh what do you think, Kobe? What do you think about the teams and such? Overall, I think it's just I, the one thing I find hilarious is to watch that trade that happened right at the end is, to be honest, <laughs> I love, you guys both know I'm not as big of a Westbrook fan. I respect his game, but I think that the the move of uh, Ben Simmons over to Le- Team LeBron just made them even better. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure what the reasoning behind that was, but hey, it is what it is. And yeah. again, he, he's um, an upcoming free agent as well. Mm-hmm. Another clutch sports guy, so... <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think what happened watching it was Giannis was just like, oh, I don't have very many, I don't have very many people that can uh, <laughs> score the ball that are guards, and so he's like, ooh, I need I need Westbrook. I think he kind of panicked there, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this All Star weekend. All Star weekend is one of my fa- most favorite time in sports. It's just fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at the teams and how I don't want to say lopsided because I don't know if that's a good word. I mean, some of you may use that. But the thing about Team LeBron is that LeBron has been in the league way longer than Giannis has. He knows the game better, and he's smarter. He's way smarter than Giannis. Yeah. Now, I'll say this. Giannis does have a good game. Giannis that's, has, that's just a given. If he develops a, a shot, the oh, league needs to be, watch out. Yeah. That's, that's scary to watch. And he has a room to grow. He, If you've seen how much he grew when he was a rookie, and he had twig arms, and it yeah. looked like you could break him if you pushed him too hard. It's true. To it's now... True. He's he's grown a lot now. He's gonna keep yeah. on growing. Most improved player to now an MVP candidate. It's only a matter of time before he wins the actual MVP. Yeah, yeah he's next year. Growing his intellect. So, yep. He he's definitely he's definitely a great great player. That was gonna be one of one of the faces of the league. And this is just a side note. I love how international players are coming in, and they they international players are starting to give just a run for the money. As far as young talent goes, they're like just Team as good. World and Team USA, were balanced. They're just as good. Yeah, it's and not so, the, like what it used to be in the '90s, where it was just all Team yeah. USA and nothing else. And you'd have like Hakeem Olajuwon. It was like Hakeem and Dirk. <laughs> it's about it. Yeah. Um. So let's so let's move past uh, All Star Weekend. We have about a half of a season left, or a little bit less. About thirty games, I think, is what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. thirty games. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read the first ten or so uh, teams, uh, standings wise, and then we're just gonna give our predictions about who mo- will move up, who will move down, and what the playoff picture is gonna look like going into the uh, the postseason. So in the East, we have Milwaukee. Um, they're first, second. You got Toronto. Three, you got the Pacers. Four, you got the Celtics. Five, seventy sixers. Six Nets, seven Hornets, eight Pistons, nine Heat, ten Magic. This looks like a wide open conference to me, just just in my opinion. But let's go over to the West where the competition is deeper. <laughs> I think, close. yeah, it's closer. It's deeper. Um, so you got one Golden State, two the Nuggets, three OKC, four Portland Trailblazers, five Houston Rockets, six Utah Jazz. Seven San Antonio Spurs, eight Clippers, nine the Kings, 
and 10, the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So um, let's go and start with the East first. Chandler, what do you think the uh, the playoff seeding is going to look like uh, come April and May and all that? Okay, well, for first of all, let me explain. For those of you who do not understand NBA seeding, it goes 1-8, and 2-7, and 3-6, and six, and 4-5. and five. And that's for both East and West. Now, how I see this building up, I personally, and this is just my own opinion, some of you may disagree with me on that, I want the eighth seed to be Detroit. Okay, I actually really like the Detroit Pistons, but they could be a really solid team if they had another piece. They're a team that's missing something. Some sort of wing player. Exactly. If they could land a Bradley Beal, that would be fantastic for them. Yeah, Yeah. and plus, look at their addition with Dwayne Casey. I mean, a good coach. they have a tremendous coach. I mean, he's the former coach of the Toronto Raptors. Now, how I see the playoffs ending, I got the Bucks going against the Pistons. I got the Raptors going against the Brooklyn Nets. I feel like the Nets will fall. I honestly okay. think that. One place. Third seed, I see the Sixers playing the Hornets. Okay. And then fourth seed, I got the uh, Celtics playing the Pacers at the five seed. I okay. feel... The Pacers are in the third seed right now, but they will fall. That's almost a yeah. guarantee. They and there's a, there's a big gap between five and six, so they there's a there's a cushion. They have about ten games uh, above the six seed. So they, they there's a bit of a uh, a jump. Let's let's just uh, go through this quicker. We're running out of time, but um, what do you what do you think? Kobe, who you see dropping out, who you see getting. Back I don't really. I think what the what you see now is what you're gonna have as far as mm-hmm. who's in. Um, I see Toronto taking the number one just based because of the leadership of Kawhi and Danny Green haven't been there before, and people look at the length and depth of Milwaukee. Well, Toronto's just as long, just as deep, and overall, I think they're just a better built team. There's more depth than just a starting five. There's a solid ten deep with them, whereas mm-hmm. Milwaukee's maybe eight deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I see. I was looking at the schedules for Indiana. They've got the next seven games. I expect them to go about five and two, but beyond that, it's a tough bit for a while. Yeah. So I expect them to drop down. But I've ended up running with um, Toronto, Milwaukee, and the number two, Boston, number three. I think that they're just better built than Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philly's with the chemistry she's just kind of been dealing with. New pieces coming in and out. I think they're going to, uh, Philly's going to be the number four. Indiana at five. Um, I think with Charlotte, they pretty much ride on uh, Kemba Walker. And he's kind of been cooling off here recently. Yeah. But with the, D'Angelo Russell's been heating up. That's why I took Brooklyn at six and then Charlotte at seven. And I agree with you on Detroit at eight. Now, here's the thing in the East, though. You got two teams that are fighting for the one spot, and you got two teams fighting for the eight spot. In this case, the more heated race will be obviously Milwaukee and Toronto. Yeah. They're one game apart of each other. That'll be interesting to see because they both got new players. So it'll be interesting. They're not the same team they were two or three weeks ago. Yes. Now, I will say this. When it it comes to the battle for the eighth seed, it's Detroit. Versus Miami. Miami does have an edge in one select area. They got Dwayne Wade. And this is this is his final season. Yeah. He's got more experience than all of the guards yeah. on the Pistons you, combined. You never know. Um, another one I'd like to point out just real quick, someone who might get in there, and I think depending on how, how if the Pacers fall, they could fall out or someone, but I think the Magic have a chance. I think they have a chance of getting up there. It's with, a long shot, but yeah. Yeah, they're on a five-game winning streak. Uh, so they've been hot as of late, which you can cool down during the All-Star break. But this is the best the Magic have been since Dwight Howard. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, so let's move to the West real quick. Just real quick, we're not going to do one through eight. Let's just say who will who will rise, who will fall. 
Um, I'll go first. I think um, never bet against LeBron. That's been my motto for a while. I love LeBron. I think he could get into the playoffs. I think there's a chance he just needs to stay healthy, which for most of his career hasn't been a problem. Recently, a little bit more of a problem. Um, I also think the Kings have a good chance of getting up there, but only one of them is going to make playoffs, I think. I think the Clippers are going to fall out. I think the other seven are there. It's going to be the Kings and the Lakers, I think, fighting for that eighth spot. Um, what do you think, Kobe? Um, just a quick run through on it. I don't see Golden State falling off. I was looking at their schedule. They might lose five to seven games left in the year. <laughs> Every, their schedule's pretty easy looking out, so they're not going to be dropping out of that one spot. I've got Denver, then OKC, uh, Houston, Salt Lake. Salt Lake's getting hot as of late. We'll see if James Harden can keep this pace up and keep his team above water. Uh, yeah. have home court advantage against their number their first round matchup. Um, I like Portland's chances at the sixth spot. Portland's been doing pretty well here as of late. And San Antonio, mm-hmm. for credit to Popovich or Aldridge or DeRozan, whatever it is, they're still in there. Yeah, They're still mm-hmm. hanging on. Um, I don't see the Clippers holding on to that eighth spot. I think with them losing Tobias Harris, their major mm-hmm. scorers are going to drop out. And I think with just the inexperience of the Sacramento Kings, they're not going to get that eight spot either. Yeah, um, LeBron will start to kick it on early. Like we saw last year in Cleveland, he'll kick it on early and go into kind of what people have coined playoff LeBron Yeah, take at least that eight spot. I don't see him getting that seventh spot. Just looking at schedule, they've got 10 to 12 difficult games left on mm-hmm. their – and they've, they're going to have to win a max of like 25 games out of the 30 yeah. to get that seventh spot. I don't see that happening. Yeah, that – yeah. You know, running to the last part of the season, it, it schedule is key. It's key who's hot, who you're playing. That's very key. Depends on who they're yes. resting as well. The other team, so yeah, we'll see what happens. True, true. Um, Chandler, just give us a quick. Who do you think's in? Who do you think's out? Well, obviously, Golden State is not gonna lose the number one position. It's just that obvious. You know, you got Warriors, Nuggets, Thunder, Blazers, Rockets, Jazz, Spurs, Clippers. I personally think the Jazz are going to fall at least to the eighth seed, and I see the Lakers climbing all the way up to the seventh. So, sorry, San Antonio, but this is not your season. Other than that, I don't see the uh, the uh, standings changing that much. The Rockets, they could fall apart, but the only reason they're still together is because of James Harden. Yeah, and I think and I think him as well as others like Kenneth Farid has been playing well. And Austin Rivers, they've been getting good stuff out of the lesser players in their roster. I think we're going to watch, though, in the playoffs, James Harden's legs are going to go just because of the usage rate. You can't play yeah. iso ball and win a championship. So it's the same it's thing. It's very this. hard. You saw what Kobe Bryant and Tracy McGrady both said on that interview last week is, yeah, you can go do well through the season, but this falls apart in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Kobe would know of all people. We saw what happened in 06 for him. And Kobe, one last thing. You're right about Sacramento. They're They're – Actually, a pretty solid team now, but they're inexperienced. They're all young. Yeah, yeah. all their experience. They so just even if they away, did get so. to the playoffs, they would lose in the first round. Now, something underrated: Harrison Barnes was part of that Gold State team when they won in 2015. So I think he brings a little bit to the locker room. He's definitely a great guy to have on your team. Um, so you, it's been great. You as a Mavs guy might know if he was with that 2011 Dallas team. He was not. He was not. He was, not. He, no. he was a he warrior was up until the 2016 season where he came to the Mavericks. Yeah, he okay. signed up with Dallas. Um, so it's been great uh, talking to you guys. It's always a pleasure to have you guys on. Thank you, Kobe, for being on here. Richard Chandler, yes, sir. always fun. Uh, so thanks for listening, guys, and uh, have a good night.